0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to the Stay United podcast. Here to speak about United season as a whole 2020-21 and what that means going forward. Before I get into that, remember to follow at StayUTD Pod on Instagram and Twitter in order to know when new episodes are being released and to speak with a Manchester United and football fan that many of you are. So of course, last Wednesday was a wrap-up. It was a wrap of the 2020-21 season for Manchester United and it ended quite disappointingly in the hands of defeat to Villarreal in the Europa League final. But today we're here to speak about the season as a whole and what we think, what we thought about this season as a whole, whether we made developments in the way we play and, and what that could possibly mean in the summer and going forwards, which is... Very important going into next season, which I think is a do or, die net, well, do or die season for some of those players and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, most importantly. So let's get straight into it. You know, Manchester United, they had a tough start to the season, to say the least. Obviously, you know, the season before the pandemic hit and the, there was a postponed and then we started back late to end the season. And then this is where this 2020 season came in. Because then we started, you know, not long after that. You know, lost to Crystal Palace 3-1. Just brushing past Brighton controversially with that very late added time penalty from Bruno Fernandes. And of course, the 6-1 loss to Spurs. At the time, I think a lot of people um, were saying it. Maybe because of the lack of break the players had coming into the new season. After the last campaign ended late due to the pandemic um, things can get blown out of proportion at times for sure and I was in the middle really I didn't want to accept that excuse but looking back at it that may have been a factor um, this sound bite coming up is actually straight after the Palace game and listening back to it you know highlights some of the problems we had then and some you know, we might even have now. Paris came to Old Trafford, and put us on the back foot in the first ten to fifteen minutes. Just goes to f- show how far we've fallen in the last several years. We couldn't string a combination of passes. We were sloppy, getting caught in possession, giving away the ball in the wrong areas. It was embarrassing. After that I would say overall the results did improve, uh, despite the 0-0 draws to Chelsea, the loss to Arsenal and the draw to City in December, United won 8 of their last 12 games to end the year and looked to have found their groove after quite a slow start, losing 1 and drawing 3 in that same time, you know, ended the year 2nd in the league with a game in hand on Liverpool. First of all, let me briefly speak on that Wolves game on Boxing Day. It was a crucial win for us and yeah, we got some luck in the end, but we will have to have luck if we are going to be in the title conversation this year. Sandwiched in between a league where the cup competitions, of course, the Carabao Cup. And I'm going to focus on the Champions League because... That was probably one of the most disappointing points of the season. When we weren't able to make it out of the group stages. You know, won the first two games against PSG and Leipzig. And managed to bottle the next game against Istanbul. You know, even though we win in that reverse fixture. Losses to PSG and Leipzig decided our fate. And that one loss proved to be massive. You know, there was no way... In my opinion, we should have not made it out after such a great start. But it was just another situation, in my opinion, of the moment and people not being able to step up when it matters the most. Manchester United exit the Champions League after losing 3-2 to RB Leipzig back in the Europa League again. Of course... There was the Carabao Cup where we had good moments. Probably one of our best games of the season was the Everton game in that competition. But unfortunately, in the semi-finals against City, we couldn't get it done. You know, I was talking all of the cup com- I was taking all of the cup competitions seriously because, especially this season, I felt that with this team, maybe that one trophy could just spark a change in mentality. With some of the inexperienced players and the ones that seemed to shy away from the big moments. At that time, we were still talking about that semi-final wall. And it got even louder after that loss and performance. So back to the league. You know, started off the new year with wins against Villa and Burnley. Then these draws start taking your attention because they are coming against mostly the big teams. Three draws to Chelsea, City and Liverpool up to that point. And later on, the same would happen against Arsenal and Chelsea yet again. With other teams like Paris, Leeds, West Brom. You know, just teams. We've, we, we got draws against smaller teams that were costly as well. And one thing I would attribute to that is teams knowing how and why we succeed. Which is on the counter. You take away that opportunity and we are toast. You know, there have not been many times, if there are even any, where United have been able to consistently put pressure and create chances against a team that is set up to defend rather than coming at us. And I think after Ole's first season, teams started to notice that, especially the big teams. And this becomes a theme not just in a Premier League later in in the season, you know, you look at the amount of draws we had this season. 11. That is far from good enough in this day and age when you're trying to compete with teams at City and Liverpool when they are fully fit. Teams that win for fun when they are fully fit. Even probably Chelsea next season. As well as the draws, we ended up losing to Sheffield United at home as well. And obviously we had a few other losses at Palace at the start of this season but we've covered that. You know, that Sheffield United loss was baffling. Relegating. Relegated Sheffield United. Who were one of the worst, if not the worst team in Premier League history. So that doesn't help. And then, you know, that would be the confusing thing about this United team. Because then, you would go and win 9-0 against Southampton two games later. The inconsistencies are just another theme that killed us. And will continue... Once again, if a culture is not set where players and coaches are holding each other accountable, right now at United there is not a high level of excellence expected from top to bottom and that is a huge problem. Look at the table. Just after the Chelsea game on the 3rd of March, we are still second but instead we are now 14 points behind league leaders and eventual champions Manchester City. You know, a combination of poor, repetitive tactics and a lack of adaptations in those games in the end killed our short title contention hopes, which were slim to start with. But what a lot of people were saying, if it were to happen in any season, it would be this one. Liverpool fell off after the new year, Man City started the season poorly and eventually did pick it up. You know, Chelsea, poor season, they picked it up late on there was a chance for united to capitalize but they didn't and yes we did do well to finish second in the end but it was really the best out of a bad bunch situation so next season the judgement will be ramped on you know ramped up on this team as a whole because when teams should be back uh, to their best how will we react to that situation Especially with fans back in the ground fully as well, hopefully. You know, our end to the season was something I wanted to highlight as well because I move on to the FA Cup in Europa League. Before I move on to the FA Cup in Europa League because what had me concerned was the dip in our play. Yes, we didn't have much to play for in the league towards the end and had a ridiculous schedule playing that three games Uh, In a week at one point Starting from Villa to Leicester and Liverpool But I thought from them till the end The players look disinterested And that can be a dangerous thing When you still have things to play for And that is just not the attitude to have As a Manchester United player You know you take every game And you play every game like your life depends upon it Unless you've done something special That win the league or win trophies already And you have nothing to play for Then you can do that But we still had trophies to play for. We still had a Europa League, which obviously we lost. We were in three cup competitions. And we bottled all of them. And of course, yeah, towards the end of the season, the Carabao Cup was decided. The FA Cup, we were out of it already. But the Europa League was still there to play. And I just thought maybe... If the players had a lot more focus in the games leading up to that and Ole had more focus on trying out tactics for that game and making sure that the team was, was fully prepared then we would have had a better chance of winning and we probably would have won. Are you a fan of gaming and reactions? Yeah I thought so. If you are. Please do follow my Twitch channel CM22ENT and subscribe to my YouTube channel CM22 where I'll be live streaming games like FIFA, Call of Duty, I'm currently playing The Last of Us which is also being uploaded on my YouTube channel as well and please do follow me on Twitter at CM22ENT for all that good stuff. As you guys know by now, any competition, United need to win. I was desperate to see Ole give us everything to try and win a trophy this season because it was essential to our progress, in my opinion, of course. The FA Cup was another opportunity. Uh, you know, a notable win against Liverpool, and what a game that was with Bruno scoring the winning free kick. But then in the quarterfinals, we lose to the eventual winners, Leicester City. And you can't help but think, damn. Once again, mistakes costing us that are just highlighting the problems we have at this club. What is going to change? Maybe there will be changes on the pitch. You never know. You never know what will happen. But is it going to be a significant difference where, you know, the, manage- the manager's not going to bet the players they want because our board is just like that? In the case of the Europa League, I was confident that we could win it. Especially the later it got in the competition with some of the teams that were getting knocked out. Once again, another chance to win a trophy. You know, I would say we had three legit opportunities to win a trophy this season and ended up empty-handed. How can that happen? How can that happen? You know, Villarreal, come in the final. I'm in a chill mood, excited at the prospect of seeing United lift silverware and yet again, in typical fashion... We lose on penalties. A heartbreaking end to the season and emotions were running high as they would be after such a stressful situation. You know, to tell the truth, United once again got done. And Ole got done. We had a near full strength team out there without Maguire, of course, and we just didn't turn up to play. Possession is one thing, but what really matters is what you do with that possession. Most of the time we do nothing. We woke up after the goal a little and in the second half, yes, but by then it was too late. I had said previous times before that this record of going behind and coming back will come back to bite us and it did, right when we didn't need it to. Villarreal had a game plan and getting that goal helped them execute it to perfection. Even after we scored, they knew that they just needed to defend that Warriors for as long as possible to get to extra time and penalties. Where it's like a lottery, lottery ticket, you know. Any, anyway, <laughs> literally, anyone wins. And they got the rubber the green, but it shouldn't have reached that time in the first place. The decision making of Ole to be making his first sub in the 100th minute. You know, performance of the players not good enough of course, and all of the problems we've had over the season, struggling to defend set pieces, not being able to play out the back well, midfielders negative on the ball, slow in possession, taking too many touches and a lack of movement led to what happened on Wednesday on that Wednesday. You know, in the end, you have to look at it for what it is. We finished second and that's it. Fair enough, there were moments of progress. That you only see by watching. But what does that mean going forward? Because there are still inconsistencies. How do we push on from that and get better? Those are all questions that have to be answered by the board, Ole and his coaching staff and the players in the summer and the start of next season. So squad ratings for the season as a whole. I've kind of bunched up most of the players that had playing time throughout the season. And I've I've given them a rating and, and a small opinion on what I thought about the player. So let's start with David De Gea. we am going to go from goalkeepers, defenders, midfielders and then attackers. David De Gea gave a 7. Solid season, despite all of the talks and rumours. Uh, De Gea might not be one of, you know, the one of old. he didn't deserve the disrespect he received at some parts and yeah he missed the penalty in the Europa League and should have saved some but it's fine margins. You don't reach penalties if business is handled before and plus we wouldn't be in the final if De Gea didn't make crucial saves against Roma in the second leg of them semis. Dean Henderson 6 like De Gea had a decent season but did wobble slightly towards the end and Made rash decisions that a keeper at this level can't make. Especially playing for Man United. I think at the start of the season, when the board decided to give him a big old contract, they stitched both both of the keepers and Ole. Because you now have two starting quality players, keepers, being compared week in, week out, when you, you could be speaking about something better. Something with more meaning. It didn't make sense then. And it still doesn't make sense now. But one of them has to leave. And sadly it looks like. David De Gea is the one getting shut out. Victor Lindelof. I gave a six. Decent season really. With Lindelof you get some good games. Some bad games. And some average games. Lack of consistency. And you've seen that with a quiet. You know with quite a few players this season I think that may be partly due to the fact that him and Harry Maguire are two centre backs that just don't complement each other but he is solid no doubt in my mind that we will have to upgrade which means he will be the one sacrificed to the bench Eric Bailly I gave a five Uh, you kind of know what you're getting from Eric these days he rarely plays because of injury which is why I was baffled when the, when the club signed him to a new three year deal. But you know, I'm pretty sure when he signed the previous one he wanted to repay the faith. Um, by staying fit and showing his ability. Um, and sure most of the time when he does play. He plays well sometimes. He can have bad performances as well. So that inconsistency mixed in with the fact that he rarely plays. Which is not his fault doesn't help. Harry Maguire, seven. I think Maguire has been solid and probably our best centre-back this year. He's got a lot of criticism from others and, and myself at times. But after a rough start to the season, he came on and played well. He definitely has another level to hit. And that may be with another centre-back that you know fits playing next to him. For next season, it's about making sure that he stays fit. Of course, he got injured towards the end, which is not what we want to see. Another thing about rotations. Um, And, you know, for me, my criticism of Harry Maguire is leadership. And I think he's come on a bit with that as well. So as long as he continues to improve, um, he can be a great centre-back for Manchester United down the line. Luke Shaw, eight. Best defender this season. Most improved player this season as well. And, He's been brilliant. Solid defensively, going forward he's been more productive and would have more assists if things went his way. Um can't complain. And he could ev- he could get even better next season, which is, you know, even better for us as a team. Alex Tellez, I gave a 5. Didn't get much game time because of the brilliance of Luke Shaw, and when he did, he didn't show much in my opinion. That could be down to a few things that I will say when grading Ole, but there's definitely more to come from Alex Tedes, Hopefully, actually, I would give him a five point five. Let me change that to a five point five. Aaron Wembissaka six point five. I gave him that because he's a, a very good defender. There are improvements to be made in his position at times, but um, when well, when speaking about positioning as a whole, you know he's been caught out quite a few times this season. Um, but overall, defensively, one of the best fullbacks in the league. Going forwards is where I need to see him become more confident, which is why I've knocked off a 0.5. Next season, I want to see him crossing in balls with every opportunity he has with conviction because we will have a guy like Edison Cavani in the box. No excuses, really. Axel Twanzebi, I gave a 5. Thing is, he should be a lot higher. But he just hasn't featured as much as I thought he should have, really. He had that great highlight game against PSG where he defended so, so well against some of the world's elite players and then drops back out of the squad for a few months and comes back out of nowhere. He has to demand more game time because I'm sure he may have been able and should have been able to compete with Lindelof for a spot this season but he just wasn't given... A consistent opportunity. Paul Pogba. I give a 7.5. We all know the talent. Paul Pogba is. And I think this season. He has come up with some crucial goals. In games. In the Premier League. And Europa League. Big performances as well. Uh, when you think about that Milan game. Coming off the bench. And scoring. Top player. Top top player. The question is. How long is he willing to stay here. Before he wants to move on. And. Try and win the big trophies. We will see what happens and, and what is said in the summer, but hopefully, you will stay and we can strengthen as well to build around the likes of him and Bruno and Co. One matter, I gave a five. Not heavily involved in the first team at this point, which is understandable. Still a quality of player, of course, in some ways, but I just don't see the point of keeping a player like matter. He is on big wages and hardly plays for the team. It's time to be ruthless. Fred, I gave a 5.5. Some games he can be good and some he can be absolutely awful. And that's just being, me being 100. One thing that is a constant is the fact that he's not a great passer of the ball or shooter. Which limits our midfield heavily when speaking about transitioning the ball from defence to attack. We will have to strengthen in the summer. Uh, We need to strengthen in the summer, in fact. Bruno Fernandes, 8.5, 28 goals, and 17 assists. What else has to be said? You know, great impact to the team and on the team overall. He did start to gas out like others, in my opinion, which is why, towards the end of the season, his performances did drop. But a player of the year candidate and a top, top player. Amad Diallo. 5.5 I haven't seen much from him yet what we have seen has been positive in the first team but we need a larger sample size to gauge whether he is going to be a go-to player for this team in the future you know next season he has to get more first team game time in my opinion and that all comes with better rotations from the manager Daniel James I gave a 5.5 had his injury towards the end of the season We know what type of player he is, you know, more so suited to coming off the bench and making an impact from there, unless he develops his game to do more, improving his technical ability, ball delivery and decision making. Nemanja Matic, I gave a five, another player like Mata where he's not going to play a lot of games because of his lack of mobility, so would it just be a better... To let them go rather than taking up the wage bill. That would be the smart decision, but this board doesn't make those smart footballing decisions, do they? Tony van der Beek, I give a 5.5. 5. What can you say about the Tony situation? Brought in for 30 mil, hardly played all season, and gets rare opportunities sometimes. is um, played decently in some and not so great in others. I think that Wolves game at the end of the season was the best he played in a Man United shirt so far, but that means nothing. In some games, I wondered how he didn't play over other players, and it's just weird. I don't understand how you can bring in a player of that calibre and bench him for almost the whole season, and if I'm Donny van der Beek, I'm storming, as soon as the season ended, into the manager's office and saying, what is my role here? Because I know what kind of player I am, I know what impact I can have on this team and I'm unhappy with the minutes I play this season and I demand more. And if not, I have to go. Scott McTominay, uh, 6. I think he could be better than this rating as well. We've seen a handful of times this season that when he is allowed to be a box-to-box midfielder, affecting the game going forward is his strength. Defensively not great Which is why he shouldn't be a CDM But going forwards he can cause danger Tall and powerful Can stride forward and score goals from the midfield Which is what this team needs Sadly Ole always reverts to using him as a defensive CDM When it matters the most Which is why we're not getting the best out of Scott McTominay Edison Cavani 7.5 Availability is partly due to that rating, he is slightly injury prone which is why you have to look after him in a full season. But when he is fit you can see what Cavani is about, fantastic movement in and around the box, plays his heart out every game and is a brilliant goal scorer. I remember in the final, Europa League final, there was one point where he was the furthest player back defending. Which is unacceptable, but just shows how much he's willing to put in for the team to succeed. A great leader, player, and someone to look up to for the younger players in the squad. Anthony Martial. This is a tough one. It was a tough one. I think I'm going to have to give him. Ooh. I'm going to have to give him a 5.5. Not a secret that he hasn't had a great season. He's worse than the United shirt and he got injured towards the end which doesn't help. I think at the start I just kept on saying he would come good and it just didn't happen. You know where do we go from here? I'm not quite sure at this point with Martial because he can be a great player when he's up for it. The season before he was great in my opinion but didn't get the recognition because... The stats didn't back it up due to the lack of chance creation. You know, this season he has struggled. And with Cavani staying, it will be difficult to get his spot back as the number nine, the main striker. So does he stay and fight for it or leave and start afresh somewhere else? I guess we'll have to find out in the summer. Marcus Rashford, I gave a seven. Statistically, has a You know, he's had a a very good season. With 21 goals and 15 assists in all comps. Unfortunately, he has been battling with injuries for most of it. And you know, quite a few of other players have as well. But Marcus Rashford most notably. Which is why at times, especially towards the end of the season, we haven't seen the best of Marcus Rashford. I really wanted him to rest this summer. But he probably won't with the Euros, so... It may be one of those situations where he has minimal rest again before a big next season. And that's always my concern with him, rest. So maybe you do start the season resting Marcus Rashford a bit and letting him, or letting the game come to him a bit more. Mason Greenwood, I gave a 6.5. Struggled a bit this season, which is expected because he is still very young and trying to establish himself in the team and the league. Um this was a valuable season because he knows how teams will defend him a bit more because they are familiar with him and his playing style and that may be why he started to come along towards the end of the season. Hopefully he can keep it going next season and one thing I'm happy about for him is the fact that he will have a chance to rest on that Marcus Rashford and recover throughout the summer. Yes, representing your country is a great honour but you must maintain yourself and add longevity to your career as well. And finally, Ole I gave a six. Finished the season second in the league, which is good. Saw developments and strides in the way we play this season at times against good opposition. My problem with him, however, is his lack of rotations. Can't be playing the same players all the time. We have players that can replace others, so why not do it and make use of the squad? You know, his in-game management must improve. Knowing when to make subs or change the tactics to better suit the game as it is going on. He needs to improve his tactics in making the team play a certain way. There is no way a Manchester United team should be struggling to break down defences. That is being used against us. And Ole must find a way to improve this team in that way. Um, We need elevation in regards to that. Uh, Next season is a do or die for Ole. And he must start demanding more from everybody. The board this summer, in terms of getting the first-choice players, and I mean first-choice players that he wants. The players in terms of improving their games and staying fit. And himself and his coaching staff. It all has to improve. And if we want to get back to winning trophies and league titles and more. We must make that jump this summer. Right now, sadly, we are far off. And as I see it, I don't see the board doing what he needs. And getting the players that he wants. And I don't see himself, his coaching staff making that jump and the players as well. So, you never know. But at this point of time, I see us as being far, far off. And teams like Chelsea, Liverpool and Man City are far ahead of us. I have to say it. And then the player awards. I would give player of the season to Bruno Fernandes. I think he you know, brilliant season, and yes, he'd had a dip, but you cannot deny the impact he's had in this team, most improved player, I would say Luke Shaw, once again, fantastic impact, and he was a player of the season contender, he would come a strong second, he's been brilliant this season, and can push on next season as well, wants to watch for next season, I would say watch out for Mason Greenwood, yeah, he could have a big season next year, Amad Diallo, given the game time, and Maybe even a guy like Hannibal Mejeri, you know, from the Academy could break through and play more first team games next season as well, you never know. Or other Academy players, you just never know. So those are my three ones to watch for next season. Been a long, long season, but I would like to thank everybody for supporting this podcast and every episode that comes out will be uploading the same way throughout the summer, speaking about transfers and news around the club so look out for that and as always remember to follow at stay pod on instagram and twitter in order to know when new episodes are being released and to speak with a manchester united and football fan that many of you are the stay united podcast is on many platforms including spotify apple podcasts and google podcasts so be sure to listen and share it to your family and friends if you enjoy thank you for all the support as always And remember to hold social media platforms and governing bodies accountable for the racism and prejudiced behaviour that happens so that real change can finally start to be achieved. That is very, very important. And until the next time, stay united, my peoples. Have a good summer. See you next episode, of course, because we will be uploading and on to next season. But first, let's focus on these transfers and hopefully... This board that we don't trust at the moment, never have, never will, can come up big. They are in charge. It's time for you to do your jobs. If you're about what you preach, deliver.